What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, the fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. And in today's episode, episode seven, we're going to talk about happiness and fitness, how you can achieve both, and how these things affect each other. Let's talk about it. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It is Monday, March, not March, Monday, April 20th. Um, We are in week, I don't know, of social distancing. I am joined today on this podcast by my very special guest, the Quarantine Mustache. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see it. Uh, If you're listening to this audio only, obviously you cannot see it, but if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen it already. Uh, I plan on growing, uh, let's see what happens, but I plan on keeping the mustache until things go back to normal. So um, I'm really really happy with the way it came out. Um, Obviously in today's episode, episode seven, Uh, As you heard in the intro, we're going to talk about happiness and fitness. Um, And if you're not so sure about this episode, give it a second. uh, Give it a few minutes before you bail. So there's many aspects to fitness, right? In diet alone, you can have people that are arguing till they're blue in the face about veganism, keto, paleo, uh, calorie counting, macro counting, all this fun stuff, right? And on the fitness side, um, there's different training styles, right? So you can have a bodybuilder, a powerlifter, a strongman, um, a runner, a marathoner, um, a crossfitter, all these different things. So there's, you know, and even within those things, there are subsets. Um, so there's very different and very many aspects of fitness that are out there. And I think one of the aspects of fitness that goes majority unnoticed, that goes mainly unnoticed, is the association or the, um, the part that psychology plays in fitness, right? And I think this is one of the things that interests me the most about fitness is anybody can put workouts together, can write numbers on a page, even people that are really, really good at it, the best in the world at programming, um, you know, they can be really, really good at the aspect of fitness. Um, But no matter how good at programming you are, you still have to have the ability to push people in the right direction and to have people adhere to your programming. And I think a big part of that, well, I know a big part of that is psychology. And psychology is a aspect of fitness that a lot of people don't realize is there. And that's an aspect of fitness that I wrestle with and I deal with on a minute to minute, second to second basis in talking with clients, in making content for Instagram, for YouTube, for podcasts, right? I've always got to think about what are my intentions and how is this going to be perceived and how are people going to take it? Um, you know, just because you have the best intentions in mind doesn't mean that from a psychological aspect, you're not damaging the person that you're talking to. So, um, obviously from a perspective of maybe you have somebody in your family that you really want to, um, get moving and to get into the fitness world and to be healthier. Obviously, if you go to that person, you say, Hey, you know, here's your gym membership. You're getting fat. Obviously that's a very like obvious, you know, psychological damage that can occur right you just told somebody that they're out of shape and that you know maybe they don't look great and obviously for that person you have the best intentions in mind you want that person to be healthy you want that person to be fit but you the way you told that person does not want them does not allow them to want to help themselves so you know the way you say things affects people um and even more so like you could go and say hey you know um I really want you to get healthy because I don't, you know, I want you to be the healthiest person possible. I don't want you to die early. 
And once again, you could have the best intentions in mind, but now you have the person thinking about their mortality. Maybe they didn't think they were that unhealthy to the point where they had to worry about their own lives. Um, so once again, you have the best interest for that person in mind, but the way you set it affects them psychologically um, and you know will dictate whether or not they go through with this, right? And obviously different people are different circumstantially, right? You know, somebody that you know very well, you can kind of rib them a little bit and be a little bit more aggressive with them. But obviously people that you don't know at all, you've got to navigate that and you've got to get to know them. You've got to get to know what works for them. You know, so maybe telling somebody, hey, like, um, you know, I have... I have all the belief in you that you can do this and all this stuff uh, that you can get into the gym and you can um, start to take your life on a healthier path might be the best way to get somebody to adhere to a workout program and to get them to start moving i don't know it you know it varies from person to person you've got to realize who your audience is and how to speak to that person um, in order to get the best results so psychology is a huge huge part of fitness that a lot of people don't realize is there and I think the reason that I bring this up now is the fact that now that you know how much um, psychology affects your actions and affects the things that you do and affects the way that you feel, um, now more so than ever, we've got people staying at home for a variety of reasons due to social distancing. Um, and now there's two different populations that uh, kind of arise out of this situation. And there's people that say, if you don't come out of this quarantine with a six pack, you lack discipline. And on the flip side, you've got people saying, this is your time to do with it what you want. And if you want to do nothing, then that's perfectly okay. And those two statements have profound effects, have repercussions psychologically. And I do think that as an adult, and hopefully if you're listening to this, you are an adult, um, that you do have the brain power um, and the common sense to be able to make your own decisions um, and to make a decision that makes you happy, right? So if doing absolutely nothing with your time is what truly makes you happy you're happy with your situation you're happy with the way your life is going right now you know in spite of everything but um you know you're happy with your fitness levels you're happy with all that and you really really want to do nothing then that is your prerogative to do so but as a fitness professional and as a personal trainer i think it'd be irresponsible for me to promote and to encourage people to do nothing if that's really what makes you happy then by all means i can't do anything about that but if you have a fitness goal, which I'm assuming is why you're listening to this podcast, it's a fitness podcast, um, you know, being too far away from that fitness goal, being too unhealthy or too unfit can lead you to be unhappy. And that's the theme of this whole podcast is the balance between happiness and fitness. Um, and then on the flip side, I'm in no position to tell anybody that they lack discipline. Who am I to tell you that? And maybe somebody telling you that puts you in overdrive and makes you want to uh, uh, push really hard towards your fitness goals. Um, and if that's your decision, of course, I applaud you, I commend you for making that decision, but even pushing too hard, um, you know, if being too unfit and too unhealthy causes unhappiness, maybe pushing too hard towards your fitness goals can also cause unhappiness, right? There's a very fine line between fitness and happiness. So I'll say this, um, you know, doing absolutely nothing when you have a fitness goal, probably not good. But if you are sacrificing too much of the things that you enjoy in order to attain fitness, um, you know, there's no amount of fitness that you can have that you can attain that is worth sacrificing happiness over. So um, if you really enjoy eating, you know, sweets and you try to put yourself in a position where you're going to eat nothing but fruits, salads, vegetables for the rest of your life, you're going to be miserable. Um and obviously that's kind of a superficial thing, but something deeper like maybe you enjoy spending time with your family and now you're spending 
all your time working out um, and food prepping and thinking about uh, your calories and all this stuff and fitness is starting to consume your life, um, you know, starting to detract away from your family time, you can be technically very, very healthy at that point and you're working towards being a very, very healthy person. But if you're not being able to spend time with your family and that's what you really enjoy doing, it's not worth it. You know, you're not you're not going to be in a place where you're happy regardless of how much fitness you can attain. So there is such a thing as being too fit. And if, you know, like Zac Efron got really shredded for Baywatch and he said, it was cool. I looked really great, but I was miserable the entire time. I wasn't able to go out with my friends. I wasn't able to eat the things that I want to do. I was miserable despite how he looked. You're like, man, he looks great, but he was miserable as a person. Kamal Nanjiani, same thing. He, I think, I don't think he's fully miserable, but he is, um, not super thrilled with the way he has to eat now and that's a sacrifice that he has to make and of course everybody's different of course there's going to be people out there that um, hold their fitness in very very high regards and they don't feel like they're making the same sacrifices and they you know their their happiness is still very much so intact moving towards their goals if that's you by all means but it's going to be different for everybody so finding your balance between fitness and happiness um, is going to be super important myself uh, I'm relatively fit, but you'll never see me be completely shredded out of my mind because I like to eat sweets too much and I'm not really, I'm not willing to give that up because um, that makes me happy uh, is eating, you know, cookies from time to time. Um, I'm not willing to give that up to, a to achieve a, a, a higher level of fitness. It means nothing to me, right? Unless I have a really, really, really good reason, you know, to get like super duper ripped I'm not going to do it. There's no point. You know, there's if there's one thing that you take away from this podcast is the fact that there's no amount of fitness that you can attain that is worth sacrificing happiness, right? If attaining that fitness is what makes you happy, then by all means, but for other people, um, finding your balance is going to be super important. So um, there is definitely a place in your life. There's definitely a, uh, a happy medium between the two where you're still able to make progress, but not sacrificing too, too much. And if you're a beginner, there are going to be sacrifices. Don't think it's going to be an easy road. This is where consistency comes in. Um, you know, you are going to have to maybe take some time out of your what was your previous schedule to set aside to working out. But it could be just enough that you're making progress, but not enough that you're uh, um, you're jeopardizing your overall happiness. So finding that sweet spot for you is going to be super important. Q and A. We've only got two questions this week. They're both good questions, but um. So question number one was, what is the worst thing you've ever seen in the gym? And I think having spent so much time in gyms, I've seen a lot of weird things. And it's a slippery slope because I think the one thing to think about is the fact that you don't know a person's, circ uh, you don't know a person's circumstances. So they might do something that doesn't look right to you, certainly doesn't look right to me, but they might be doing it for a specific reason. And I will never forget this. When I was an intern, um, I was you know, just supervising, not supervising, I was shadowing a class, I was just there to watch, and um, the person that was in charge of the internship, he said, get in there, you know, uh, get involved, do something, right, and I was like kind of walking around trying to motivate people, and I'm not an outspoken person in general, especially in a place where I'm not in charge, um, and I was just kind of like throwing my little motivational things out there, like, yeah, keep it going, blah, 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 um, and then I tried to be critical one time. There was this lady who was doing ball slams um, and she was doing kind of half reps. She was like, you're supposed to lift the ball way up and slam it down. Um, but she was kind of doing it, bring it to here and slamming it very lightly. And I said, y'all get, you know, uh, 
you're doing great, but get that ball way up in the sky and slam it down as hard as you can. And she said, I have back issues. I shouldn't even be here. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I get for inserting myself into the situation. What she was doing wasn't necessarily correct, but she was doing what she could with her circumstances. So just because you see somebody doing something funny in the gym doesn't mean that they're doing something wrong. That's They're just doing what they can do. So um, I'm always cognizant of that and I'm always um, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt. Now, the worst thing that I do see in people, um, the worst thing that I do see people do at the gym is if you're standing on a BOSU ball or you're standing on a stability ball, a Swiss ball, whatever you want to call it, that is the worst possible thing you can do, I think. Um, you know, I think for any exercise in particular, um, there is a risk reward assessment that you've got to take, right? Is the amount of risk that I'm taking in this exercise worth the reward that I'll get, right? So if you're going to do a heavy bench press and there's nobody around and you're going for a one rep max, is it worth dropping the weight on your chest and not being able to stand back up, potentially dying? Is it worth risking that for the reward that you're going to get, which is the satisfaction of doing a one rep max? It probably doesn't have... Um, any long-term effects on your you know your chest gains in that moment is it worth doing that in that situation no you should always have a spotter around if you're going to do a one rep max and the same thing with standing on a stability ball working on balance is the marginal maybe increase in balance that you're going to get worth falling off the ball and breaking your face and seriously hurting yourself um, is it worth you know that marginal gain and balance absolutely not so stop doing it um and i see athletes do it all the time and it's that's 100 percent instagram workout it looks cool um you probably feel cool when you're doing it but i'd rather somebody you know stand on one leg and do like a kettlebell lateral transfer for balance as opposed to um putting themselves in a situation where they can fall and seriously hurt themselves so people standing on stuff drives me up a wall but you know you can't stop everybody and lastly question number two the second the last question of the day is what is the best rep range for hypertrophy um, for building muscle and so the old school thinking is like you know lower reps um, is good for strength higher reps is good for muscle building uh, and I think I was even taught that in college um, you know so uh, take that with a grain of salt um, but I think now they've kind of debunked that and for muscle gains um, you can use almost any rep range and still get lots of muscle gains so if you want to do low reps if you enjoy doing low reps you enjoy doing more powerlifting stuff strength stuff you can absolutely still build muscle using that rep range and you can absolutely still use the higher rep range that is previously recommended and that will work for you as well so any it seems like any rep range is still very good for building muscle obviously if you're trying to do strength staying on the lower end doing lower reps um, for a good majority of it is probably best for strength but in terms of hypertrophy you can you know run the gambit of all the different rep ranges and you should be good to go but that about wraps up today's episode a little shorter one um, find your sweet spot between happiness and fitness how much you sacrifice versus how much you gain um, if you feel like you're towing that line perfectly, you're in the great spot. If you feel like you're too far on either side, not enough fitness equals unhappiness, too much fitness equals unhappiness as well. Finding that sweet spot is gonna be really important. Um, but that wraps up today's show. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit the subscribe button, uh, rate the show if you want, leave a comment. I appreciate you all. The Q&A, send me uh, questions if you want to answer it on the show. Send me any suggestions for um, podcast episodes, um, like topics, follow me on Instagram, MT Fit, YouTube, 
all that fun stuff. I appreciate you all. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.